What's up, guys? This is Sarah, and welcome to Tom Babe. Today, I have a new guest, Kaylee Dwyer, also known as KD. She is the host of the podcast, Katie's Journey, and a new friend of mine that I just met. Kaylee, thanks for coming on. How the hell are you doing today? You know, pretty good. It is Tuesday. I was going to say Thursday. So if that tells you how my Tuesday's going, then, uh, you know, <laughs> I love it. getting through the week. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. So, so me and Kaylee, it's, it's so funny. We literally met, well, how long has it been now? What, like two weeks ago? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. So we met, I know you guys, if you guys have listened to the other episodes, um, I talk about Goruk a couple of times. It's kind of a new little obsession of mine. And me and Kaylee met at Goruk. She was literally the per one of the people, I, I want you to tell the story, but you were like in charge of our entire group. And like the cadre put you in charge of like screaming at us and telling us how to get to Brooklyn and back. And oh my God, it was just literally insane. Go in, t tell our listeners how we met. I love it. Yeah. So essentially Matt and I, and, um, so Matt as my boyfriend, we walked up to the go ruck event and we just see, you know, this congregate of people sitting on the floor and it's kind of just one of those things like, okay, is this a real event or are these just a bunch of people with heavy backpacks? It was so intimidating. So it, it really was. So I wasn't sure what to do. Neither of us knew what to do. And, um, Sarah, I just saw you standing there with a flag. Also not completely sure what, what, <laughs> we're supposed to do as a whole um and so with that it was kind of just a crazy experience all around we kind of just like jumped right into it I feel like the cadre walked over and that's when everyone really really got in line we and we did get in those lines pretty pretty strict lines and and the cadre kind of bluntly walked through what we would be going through in the next six hours and I think that experience alone and you know <laughs> Being elected as a team leader of 28 people was something that Matt and I did not expect to be happening that day. We we thought this event would be like massive. And on the car ride over, I was like, Matt, there's only 28 people signed up. <laughs> and we're thinking that we could just hide in the crowd, that it's going to be packed. And here we are leading 28 strangers. And honestly... We didn't know what was happening until it was over. And um, so, Sarah, we met at the front of the freaking line. <laughs> there you are holding up the flag, getting getting comments of keeping the flag held up high. And dude, we oh, my God, I, I thought that my job was terrifying, but I probably would have shit my pants if I was in your position of having to yell at grown men and tell them to, like, get oh. in line and, and be in formation and, like, shut the hell up. Like, oh, my God, I just... <laughs> That was the worst part. That was like, so I have never in my life been put into a situation where I am in a leadership position with all of these people that have historically done these events before. And some of them did the one, the, the Go Ruck Tough event the night prior. And here I am. Oh my God. A, a complete newbie telling these grown ass men what to do and how to stand in a line for an event that I know nothing about. So it was uh, certainly an experience and one that was really uncomfortable, but um, 
but we say this thing at work and it's just leaning into discomfort. And I Mm -hmm. think this was this event really spoke to the ability to lean into the discomfort. We had no other option. What are you going to take a taxi and leave? Literally no option. You can't quit. Absolutely not. No. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Exactly. And like, of course, me and my boyfriend went as well. And it was just so funny that like both of us, (laughs) our little couples saw each other and we were constantly like checking in with each other. And just making sure each yeah. other was like, okay, especially when you guys were in those leadership roles. I was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And you're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, just a normal date, you know, two date. couples having fun. <laughs> totally fine. Meeting in Battery Park. Oh my God. So yep. yeah, guys, I mean, that's how we met. Um, carrying 120 pound sandbags from Battery Park to Brooklyn and back. No big deal. Um, but and we underestimated <laughs> ourselves. We totally we thought. Did. Which is crazy because after the fact, and then when we found each other on social media, after the fact, it's like, okay, you're a fitness freak. I'm a fitness freak. And here we are in this line, (laughs) underestimating ourselves that we can't carry an 120 pound sandbag on our back. Like, who did we think we are? We carried it. Like, it was nothing. Dude, I like went into that just because I didn't know what to expect. And just having all like those grown men there and- after like having, at, what was it, about half the group, they did the tough the, the night before, which was the 24-hour one. So they were already exhausted. And I was like, oh my God, like I can't show any weakness because they're going to be the most tired here. Like they've been through a lot. Like they deserve to show weakness. It was just like all these weird narratives going through my head. And that like once we got on that bridge, I remember we kept going back and forth thinking like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I could do the 120 pound sandbag. Like all the guys are doing it. I'm just going to do the 60 pound sandbag. And then I see you freaking thrown it over your shoulder. And then I'm just like, you know what? We're on the Brooklyn bridge. Let's just do it. Threw it on my shoulder. And it just made the whole event. I just felt so amazing Empowered. after that. Yeah. And, and it's like a simple thing like that, especially when you're like me and you were going kind of going back and forth about it. And deciding like, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll try it next time. Not this time. Oh, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to try the tough next time. And now I've thrown it over my back and I've signed up for the tough. It's just, it's so funny how you meet strangers in the strangest of places and they inspire you and now they're friends. Like, oh gosh, I love it. (laughs) I know it's, it's it's just so strange. And I think the fact that we did meet at such a random event and something that this was our first event. It's not even like you had done this previously and I hadn't done it previously. Yeah, the first like, one ever. <laughs> it's It was just so random. And in the past year with COVID and everything like that, there's really not an opportunity to do something like this. And there hasn't been. So we got pretty lucky that we were able to participate in this event and then also leave it having gained so many experiences and then also new friendships. Like you can't beat it. What I found very interesting, um, just because like, again, you said two random people signing up for this thing in the middle of COVID and doing it for the first time, very similar people. How did they both end up signing up for something like that is what I found so interesting. Like I know that my journey signing up for it was that I kind of lost my my inspiration for fitness and my love of it. And that made me really upset. And recently I've kind of come into my own and realized that it's still a part of my life and it's kind of helping with my self-confidence and and my insecurities. And for you, once I found out that you have a podcast too called Katie's Journey, I can just imagine what, how you feel and how, like what's brought you to this point in your life, especially since you're titled Katie's Journey. Like what has brought you to this point in your life and what was the inspiration to start your podcast? 
Yeah. So that is certainly a loaded question, <laughs> but I'm going to tackle it head on. Go girl. Um, so, so for the reason I started my podcast is, you know, prior to that, I make a point to meet new people every week. So I, by all means, I am a total introvert. But you gotta force it, baby. I love it. You have to force it. You gotta. I, I'm like an extrovert when you need to be, mm-hmm. and an introvert otherwise. If I had an option, honestly, I think and I'm the same. That's weird. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like an extrovert in social situations, like when you need to play up to, I don't know, the situation. Mm-hmm. And then if you gave me the option between couch and party, I would uh, likely pick couch. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. So. What why I started my podcast is because I I was learning so many things on a weekly basis from different professionals in the fields across different industries and I started to really get comfortable with asking questions which is not something uh, that I historically was comfortable with mm-hmm. and um, I guess my curiosity in the past year and a half has really started to soar and kind of just unintentionally open doors for myself. And in in this time interviewing all these new people, I was like, wait a minute, I'm learning all these new things and I'm literally sharing them with no one. (laughs) And so I was like, I'm going to make a podcast and I'm just going to document everything that I learn. And, you know, it's not for listeners. It's not for views. It's, it's literally just for myself. Like if you align with whatever I'm posting or whatever conversation I'm having, then tune in. But if not, when I'm 80, I'm going to go back and listen to my experiences Aww. and my life and hear what I did. Like that's, that's really the main purpose. And it's, I love it's like that. a professional development thing, I guess. It's, it's almost, it's almost like a, like a little, Oh my gosh. I, I love the way that you just worded that. Like when you're older, you can kind of look back and and listen to it. It's like a little audio diary in a sense, but going through this point in your life where you're kind of taking that opportunity to like learn from other professionals and then kind of inserting it into other areas of your life. Have you found that that's the case with all of this advice you've been getting? Yeah. Every single piece of advice I get, I make my best effort to execute. Mm-hmm. So I really have moved away from, you know, oh, that's a great idea. And then forgetting about it a day later, like, what's the point? (laughs) And so like, the more I have started to execute, and the more I've started to implement these things into my life, it has really opened my eyes to that there's just so much more there. And I had no idea until I just started asking questions, started getting curious, and really dove into it. So this podcast that you have, I noticed it started a, a couple months back. What was it around August? Um, actually, Sarah, I think we started. Or was it recently? At like no, yeah, I think we started at like the exact same time, which was which was even oh, the, yeah. the freakier part. Yeah, because was I was weird. like, wait a minute. <laughs> this, I was like, wait, this <laughs> this random girl. Not only did she play lacrosse, and I played lacrosse, but she's calling herself a tom babe, and I would also consider myself a tom babe. <laughs> and then here she is starting a podcast, and I just started a podcast. What? Oh, too many similar, sim- too many similarities. Just too many. It's it's honestly <laughs> it's so weird. And I mean, so you're doing the podcast now. I'm doing the podcast now. The difference between us, though, is that I'm unemployed. What do you do for work? <laughs> what do you do for work? <laughs> so I um, I work in cybersecurity, Ooh. and it's super fun, super interesting, and essentially, like, where the world is headed today, like, it's just 
our world is completely virtual. We live and breathe by technology. So Mm -hmm. what's really fun for me is getting to help different organizations that are like falling victim to cyber attacks. Like, and the more, the more cybersecurity attacks really start to escalate, like it actually kills people. People, these, these attackers literally shut down hospitals. Oh my and... God. I feel like I don't know enough about this stuff, but I, I have noticed like it's been booming recently for sure. It, it is crazy. And that's what my degree's in. And um, at the company that I work at, I actually am in a business development position, which is something that I didn't think I would be in. I, I really thought I would be that cool cybersecurity person that's like, I don't know, breaking into windows <laughs> and like <laughs> sitting on my laptop everywhere I go. And it, it turned out that the athlete in me really found a love for sales Ooh. because it is competitive as shit. <laughs> and I am able to literally crush it and feel like I am winning a game all of the time and then at the same time if you don't hit your number well you just lost and you better figure out what you did and you better practice your butt off so that it doesn't happen (laughs) exactly it's like that bus ride back where you're just staring out the window like god i hate my life (laughs) and but i love it it's crazy so like i think working at this company and i've been there for about a year and a half now is so challenging to me in a way that challenges my athleticism and my competitiveness that it allows me to feel like I'm not even working, which I love. Dude, that's the goal, isn't it? Like I, I still haven't found that position that makes me feel that way. And it's so funny. You mentioned sales. Um, I had a, had a job in sales. What year was it? 2019. I only lasted three months. And the funny part was that they were recruiting athletes specifically. And I feel like that's just a thing. Like they try to reach, reach out to like graduates like college people in college who are about to graduate especially if they're athletes and they try to get them into these sales positions especially for recruiting jobs and I became a recruiter I said yes I'm just gonna do it I don't have anything lined up and I I loved the competitiveness of it but god I hated being on the phone and that was kind of what like got me out of it oh my god I was miserable and I I kind of wish I had that opportunity like you did to kind of be in that field that you like, but also have it be competitive and have that athletic nature at the same time. I'm still trying to find that. So not, not that you're lucky, yeah. but you definitely fought for well, that, but still. No, it'll, it'll definitely come. And I really was like how I got this position. So I was bartending for a while mm-hmm. and um, I was bartending at a golf tournament one day and I actually met the CEO of my company there. Wow. And we had just got to talking about cybersecurity because he um, is also on the board of a bunch of different, like, larger companies. Mm -hmm. And we started talking about cybersecurity. And he's like, well, you know, I'll give you my email. And, of course, (laughs) I've, at that time, I was slinging down Bloody Mary. So I was like, (laughs) sure thing. (laughs) I was like, yeah, pass over your email. And... So I ended up reaching out to them and I unknowingly prospected my own company for months until they would agree to give me an interview. I love that. Then they gave me the interview and they were like, you kind of prospected yourself into exactly what you'll be doing in your job. I'm like, sick. So it, it worked out, but it was a grind. It, It still is a grind. And I tell, and if you ask anyone at my company, 
they know that I am a competitive freak. We have a competition going right now, and I the amount of harassing comments I've said to my to the rest of the employees is just ridiculous. And it's like, how else are you supposed to do it? Honestly, you got to keep it interesting. I, I I remember that shit. Yeah, but cold calls are not fun. And yeah, that's how, the sucky part. Yeah, like, and you kind of learn to have fun with it by trying different techniques or like. Um, in the beginning, I would put out Skittles or candy on my desk and like eat a Skittle every time I'd finish a cold call. Little behavioral so, like, modification trick. I know. <laughs> you might gain a bunch of weight, but whatever, you're doing your job. Little classical conditioning. <laughs> yeah. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> so have now, it's interesting you bring that up. So using your kind of athletic nature and that almost did do you feel like you've been assertive in all of your positions or kind of have you come into your own with that like is that a part of your your natural personality being assertive so honestly it's the strangest thing I feel like I really started fitting into my own skin in the last two years Mm. and which is crazy for me to say but like when I really think back I I really was not this assertive. I think I was personally, like with family, <laughs> like with friends and family, like I, I've always been Kaylee, but mm-hmm. from a professional standpoint, I really don't think I ever had a leg to stand on or thought I had a leg to stand on up until the past two years. And like I've had some not so great work experiences sprinkled in there. And I think I've learned from those as as what it could look like and what happens when you actually don't speak up and when you're not assertive and people kind of just um, take advantage of that. So that kind of reminds me of, of the energies that I like to talk about. Let's, let's dive into that a little bit. So <clears throat> like, like I mentioned in previous episodes, that more assertive trait is definitely more in the masculine energy and that kind of passiveness is more in the feminine and there's an appropriate time for both. Um, which a lot of people, like I've noted before, tend to think like is weakness and is strength, which just isn't true. It's definitely situational. Like you can't just be assertive with someone you love in an inappropriate situation. Like that's not going to be the right move. And you also can't be passive when someone's taking advantage of you. So exactly. How do you feel like you noted you had certain experiences? How do you think that that intertwined with like the past two years and your growth? So... There's a lot of things. And I got my first job like in college, but at another cybersecurity company. Mm -hmm. And they would not consider me for any other position aside from administrative assistant. Although I had just as much criteria and just as much capabilities as all of the other student employees that they were hiring. Were they all dudes? They were all, I was the only female employee and in my administrative assistant role, I had, so I had worked in a forensics lab and that's so cool. What, wait, wait, can you just tell me what is the name of your degree? (laughs) Um, so I have a bachelor of science in cybersecurity. What? I've never heard of that. That's so specific. (laughs) It is so freaking cool. That is so cool. Okay. Sorry to cut you off, but wow. I'm, I'm obsessed with all that stuff. Like, I feel like you see that on TV and I've never really heard of someone actually doing it, but continue. I'm fangirling. (laughs) It is. I'm fangirling. It's so fun really. But we had a forensics lab at Utica college, which is the school that I went to. And it was always my goal to work in that forensics lab. Mm -hmm. And this job was in that forensics lab. So I was like, perfect. I am 
hitting my goals. I'm doing everything that I want to be doing. And I kind of had rose colored glasses on for a while. And I was like, this is great. Like I'm in the lab, like whatever, even though I'm an admin assistant and really not doing anything I love and I'm not treated the best, I'm still in the lab. Mm -hmm. And like that was just kind of a really passive energy, kind of going back to what you said, Mm -hmm. that I felt trapped in for lack of a better term just because you know I was the only female there and uh, it was a small company not many policies not many procedures certainly pales in comparison to organizations that really have these things nailed down Mm -hmm. because in this environment forget it your company will get canceled yeah and so those things were happening and there was one key moment that I was like I am getting out of this job And we hired a new employee, and he was also going to be an admin assistant. But instead, they gave him the title of, I think it was, it had not, it did not even have the word assistant in the name. He had like a real title. He had a real title. It was nothing admin related, but that's the work he was doing. And the same background as you, completely the same, probably. He was younger than me, he had less experience than I did. And oh, that so grinds my gears. In. I'm literally ripping my rug right now. I, <laughs> it, it gets worse. So <sighs> they they let him start and we're sitting next to each other. And meanwhile, they wouldn't actually even give me a computer to work off of. I was working off of my personal laptop at a cybersecurity company. So talk wow. about secure. <laughs> and this kid, they're like, oh, wow, you need a lap. They, they ordered him a computer and then gave him my desk and told me to sit at the table in the middle of the room. Oh, and I was God. like, I need to, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is it almost made up. How is this happening in, I don't know, it was 2018. And wow. I was like, how is this happening right now? And so eventually I, I had enough of it and I quit and I did not, I did not have a backup. I was like, I just got to get out of here. And, and that was really, I think, the first moment that I did something for myself that was so out of that passive role. Mm-hmm. And I handed over my my letter of my two-week letter and I handed it over to the CEO with my hand literally shaking. This is the same like, CEO that you met at the bar? No, this is this is the CEO of the first company. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah, the 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 company that I work for now, I could not speak highly like more highly. Oh, so of. this is it's, the one straight out of college. Okay. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah. out of college. And wow. um, so that happened and I quit and I went and I, I was just working my bar job at that time. And honestly, the bar job, being a bartender, really brought out my masculine energy. <laughs> I feel like it I, has to. I feel like you it's do or die in that kind of position. I am not even going to lie. I worked at a dive bar. It's called the Varick in Utica, New York. Um, and it's a dive bar and you'll see people <laughs> it's all regulars they've been going there for 30 years it's their bar um you know they say rude comments but at that point you have your mask like that's when you're a tom babe <laughs> really because you're like you know what you're saying comments to me that i probably could like make a scene about but i don't give a sh- i'm i'm in a position right now where i could either give you a drink or tell you to go walk yeah you, you got the power like so they can't was, disrespect you in that way, but it's almost exactly. But it's almost like, what am I gonna pick and choose my battles? Like I, I, it's, uh, it's just being confident. I feel like, and honestly, working there 
started to shift my mindset to being a little bit more timid on how to approach those things Mm -hmm. to absolutely blasting into situations with massive confidence because you know if you have to break up a bar fight between huge guys and you need to you know refuse to serve someone that throws a fit and the place that I worked at there's it's not um so, for example, someone was stabbed outside only two or three summers ago. So, like, there was a lot of things that had to make me – I was you had to adapt. Of pushed into – yeah, I needed to. And that mindset has followed me. I, I haven't gotten out of that mindset. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so interesting when I hear stories like that because when it comes to careers, for a lot of people, it's their lives, which naturally you spend the most time there. Um and the tools and the situations that you deal with and the things that you learn about yourself that you bring into the other areas of your lives, I feel like I never realized that as much in college. I kind of, it kind of hit me within the past couple of months, honestly. Like I've, I've been in, in and out of a lot of jobs in the past couple of years, and I finally decided that like I'm not going to sit to the side and fill these roles that I'm just not meant for. You know, I, I take yeah. these jobs that I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a good thing. Like, I'm going to be that person who, like, supports these people. I'm going to be that person who, who like, is multifaceted and can support other people. But at the same time, I'm, I noticed that I was also letting people walk all over me. And I noticed yeah, that I was also Sarah. being passive. Yeah, and, and it's like I was showing my skills and being multifaceted, being able to support all of these roles but I was also letting people walk all over me. It's like I was giving my all and then letting everything else be dumped on top of me at the same time. And that balance is so important. And like you said about your specific journey, coming into your own with realizing, wow, what do I deserve? Like this isn't Kaylee. Like I'm not that person who gets moved to the freaking table in the middle of the room and I'm not getting paid for this shit. Like I break up bar fights for God's sakes. Like I'm a CrossFit queen. Like just think when you were talking about breaking up the bar fights, I just thought of you and your CrossFit pictures. I was like, no wonder she was good at breaking up those bar fights. She's got biceps for days. <laughs> People used to come in and be like, what are you juice? I'm like, I don't juice. <laughs> Seriously. And that there's, it's like a running joke. And one guy, um, his name is Chris. He um he used to be a wrestler and he like won a big championship. So he has a huge belt. And a huge there's belt pictures of like whatever they win for those, like the champion belts. Okay. <laughs> and so he would bring it in. I for whatever reason, I have no idea. But he would bring it in randomly and it off. um so I would always wear there's over multiple years, there's pictures of me wearing this belt behind the bar. Um you know flashing my muscles <laughs> i need a picture of that i need it it's, it is crazy and like toward the end of my time at the varic and i kind of just grew out of it like i i waking up that kind of just destroyed the second it started destroying my fitness routine is when i was like god i gotta give it up yeah but at one point toward the end of my life at at the varic I honestly started to act like I freaking owned that bar. I would walk in. I'd be like, yeah, I got the key. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You want a free drink? Here's a free drink. You want five free drinks? Whatever. On the house. And I'm like, well, nope, you don't own this bar. So it definitely transformed me, I think, into 
definitely crazy self-confidence, but only when it's necessary. It's not, I don't exude confidence to the point where it's like, okay, relax a bit, yeah. but it's, it's when it, when it needs to happen and it's, it's situational, like you were saying earlier. Like you learn how to tap into it and when it might not be the right time, when it might be the best time. And it's just sad that like, especially for women, like again, being taught that being in the feminine is weak and all of this feeling like we can't tap in and tap out because we're going to be seen as like that combative woman in the office or that person who starts problems. And then at the same time, okay, then what's the alternative being the weak one in the office, being the one that's passive. Yeah. Crying. Or can I be both where it's like, not, I don't, I don't like this phrase, but one of the boys, especially if you're in a male dominated field, why can't I be someone who is assertive gets what I deserve, but also has a leadership style that incorporates the feminine, which is so important. I'm going to be talking about in um, an episode coming up and is able to understand people's emotions and understands that it is completely disrespectful to take someone down from their position that you were in and have someone with lesser qualities and background, like overtake you and take your position. Like it's just complete bullshit. And oh my God, that just gets me heated up. Sorry. But <laughs> no, it, it really is true though. And it's not to say that, you know, we can't cry just because we're saying this doesn't mean that we also have that feminine side of us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'll be the first person to sit on the couch, cry and eat some ice cream, <laughs> but that's just a part of being able to tap in and tap out. Like we all have our moments and so do guys. Mm-hmm. It's normal. That's the thing. God, I can't wait to get a guy on here. I've, uh, if anyone's listening right now, you're a dude. Hit me up. I need to get some guys on this podcast because we really need to see the other, see how the other half lives because it's not that different. And when it comes to stereotypes, we all have to deal with it. It's not just women. Um, but I am going to have a lot of women on here. <laughs> <laughs> I support it. Yeah. <laughs> here we go, Tom babes. But yeah, I mean. Kaylee, thank you for sharing that story. I know that that's probably something that's going to impact you for the rest of your life. And especially like you said, listening back to this, when you're like 80 years old, you're going to be like, wow, I wish I learned that sooner, but I'm happy I learned it earlier than everybody else who probably still hasn't learned it. And they're freaking 80 years old now, and they're still living in that meekness or in that egotistical part of their brain where they just don't see their true selves and they can never like meet that Kaylee that they were born to be meet that Kaylee that's been kind of hiding behind the doors and like is ready to jump out like oh I'm 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 proud of you I'm happy for you that makes me just inspired honestly yeah and it it really thank you and I think people it's just a box we put ourselves in a box and like it's just about realizing that it's there's no ceiling to this the sky is the limit Mm -hmm. it does not matter what people think it does not matter what you do as long as you're not hurting anybody (laughs) live live for yourself like and you can't have regrets when you're doing that no way so hard for people to learn and it's baby steps guys and again this podcast will help you guys figure that out and katie's journey as well learning from other people and learning from their mistakes and their successes which is what Kaylee talks about on her podcast, it's it's definitely something to learn from. And you can't just internalize all of this information. Sometimes you need to hear it from somebody else who's gone through it. And I really think that's the key for a lot of people, especially when they're struggling with that confidence or figuring out that next path. Um, but Kaylee, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. 
like I said, I'm sure a lot of what we talked about and your journey so far will inspire a lot of our Tom babes. And to continue following along with your journey, where can um, all of my listeners find you on social media? So on social media, you can find me at Katie's Journey on Instagram, kds.journey. And then you can go check out my podcast or go to my website. And it is www.katiesjourney.com. Not much changes here in the name, so it should not be hard to find. <laughs> and guys, that's the letters K and D. It's not Katie. That's a good point. <laughs> I'll plug that in the bio, guys, in the caption, okay? Um, but yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Kaylee. And that's it for this week, guys. We'll see you next time. Oh,